so this week I've got Will LaSalle back with me. Uh, Will is a, a gaming gaming pro uh, and also a CISO experienced in different industries. Will, thanks for coming back. No problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, you know, so uh, one of the things I want to talk about with you, get your perspective, um, and I was talking with Stanley about this the other day, is the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack. The yep. CEO authorized the payment to Darkside of $4.5 million, uh, and the FBI recently recovered half of that. The FBI recovered say. half <laughs> of the Bitcoin payment Colonial Pipeline made to Darkside. What was your reaction when you saw that news come out? Sean, is this PG-13? If it's PG-13. Uh, it it is. We, we, are, we are an all-audiences podcast. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, my initial reaction, BS, right? And um, my, my thoughts around it is, hey, this ain't the first time, right, the government lied to us. But um, besides thinking from a negative perspective, it just, you know, Sean, right? It's uh, people like us, we're, we're analytical, right? And um, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, a lot of executives, they get away with just asking questions all the time, right? Who, yeah. what, when, where, why, right? And just, yeah, but why, right? And you keep probing and probing till you get to that, right? Whatever that methodology is for a lot of executives. So my, my thought process was just, you know, thinking, taking an analytical approach and just saying why, right? Um, from my standpoint, right, not, not just being a skeptic or not wearing a tinfoil hat, from my perspective, it's like, okay, so these guys were good enough to hack critical infrastructure that was secured in some manner, right, um, that followed something, NERC SIP or whatever it is, right, followed some kind of methodology, best practices, et cetera. Um, from what I gather, they had a posting for an information security manager of some sort that was open like a week before the, 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 the breach, right, or the breach was announced. And, um, or the, the ransomware, sorry, breach, ransomware, et cetera, right? And um, I just find it real hard to believe that then these people that did this, right, Darkside, who reports said they got about 60 million the year before in ransoms, mm. haven't figured out how to get the, Bitcoin, get the Bitcoin out, right, of whatever wallet they had it in or whatever, Right. So I, I just find that really hard to believe. Number one. Number two. Right. There's a lot of inconsistencies. Right. Um, and, you know, it was initially reported that ransomware wasn't paid. Right. Um, you know, it, it's just a lot of inconsistencies. And when you when you look at it again, saying what, what I was just saying that I find it hard to believe. It just ends up being if the federal government has the capabilities of doing this, right? What's what? Why? Why release this information, right? Why poke the bear, so to speak, right? Um, so I just find a lot of things missing with it, um, and I look at it as a way that information was leaked, um, and in one of the both directions, right? Whether you sit there and think this might have been a critical attack from a, another uh, a bad actor in terms of that's uh, nation sponsored or something mm -hmm. like that. So this information can go out there as, you know, using cybersecurity terms as a honeypot of some nature, right? Or poking the bear, 
right? Still kind of all analogies within the same realm, right? Um, because why else do it, right? I've always found that hard to believe when people want to do that, people want to go at organizations like Anonymous, they want to go after organizations like Darkside. And what is the government going to do, the FBI going to do in that case, if they come after you or I's company or our clients, right? Yeah. right? You know what I'm saying, Sean? So it just ends up being where I, I just find it hard to believe. And I think there's ulterior motives behind it. There were so many different stories coming out that Colonial Pipeline contacted the FBI, didn't contact the FBI, contacted CISA, didn't contact CISA. You know, th- that it, you start to wonder, well, what was going on? They paid the ransom. They didn't pay the ransom. And then the FBI says, well, no, we were contacted early on in the incident. And then there's the whole, you know, it does bring into question the timing of the whole thing. The announcement that the FBI had this, that had this customized encryption application for communication. And supposedly that's how they were able to uh, harvest the passwords to the Bitcoin wallet that Darkside was using. But the timing of it's a bit suspicious. I mean, it yep. you know, brings into question why. Why, yep. if the federal government had this, if the FBI had this out there, would they disclose it? Why would they choose now to go and recover two and a half million dollars in Bitcoin? Um, they made yep. 800 arrests around the world. But it does bring into question the timing of the whole thing. What was happening was, was you know, were they figured out? Was this going to have to be released to somewhere in some congressional hearing that they had this application some out there somehow? Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, you figure some of these guys are contractors to the FSB in Russia uh, from time to time and doing their nation state acting. And they do this on the side with dark side. But... You got to figure, yeah, you're right. They would have been smart enough to have hidden or used alternative encryption methods to uh, communicate with each other rather than this application that shows up that they don't know anything about. But anyway, it, it is suspicious. It, you know, and my first reaction was like, God, you know, for the regular business guy, this is now going to be read as, well, I don't care. The FBI is going to get me half my money back. I might as well just go ahead and pay it. Well, the FBI is not going to be around every time to go get your money back. Granted, they are better at what they're doing. It is important to get them involved because they have tools and resources that most law enforcement and cybersecurity companies aren't going to have, you know, just to be able to go chase things down. So, you know, my first reaction was this is a bad signal to the small business, small mid-sized business owners. Definitely. Because Definitely. they think that they're safe and paying it to the FBI will get them half their money back, but they're really not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even other cases where banks have been able to step in and banks, you know, in the bank, global banking industry, they, they share information. They share where the threats are, where the suspicious account, where the suspicious tra- traffic's going on. And that's not always a bad thing. We had a client who uh, their email domain was used as a spoof attack against one of their customers. Yeah. And the customer wired $40,000 to a bank account. Wow. And when the customer called, when our customer called the, their customer to ask where the money was, they said, well, we already wired it to you. 
turns out that in our investigation, the bad guys used some landscaping company out of Maine, <laughs> some website mm-hmm. there, used their email server, spoofed our customers' email domain in the headers there, and used language in the email that the customer wouldn't have found unusual. The terminology, the phrasing, why uh, the payment was being made in the first place. So we did all this and we went back to our customer's customer, the third party, and said, we think that there's somebody in your network looking at things, reading the emails, because there was too much, the timing of it all, the phraseology that was used, the terminology that was used, it's suspicious. Yeah. That somebody wasn't is not in your system. She goes, look, I got the money back. Back the bank notified me that the account that I was sending it to was suspicious, so they held onto the money. They didn't transfer it out. Um, they didn't tell her that at first. It took a couple of days for them to tell her that. And uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But now, so. but now, Sean, think about what you were just what you just describing, and it's completely accurate. And that's using this um that's using the traditional global banking right yeah, the traditional yeah. global banking system these thieves or ha- these these hackers even if you want to think on the other side robin hood types right mm-hmm. they they are using on purpose bitcoin right cryptocurrencies right. which are by definition decentralized right right so these transactions and everything, so they're using something. So when you start thinking as well, if the federal government, right, the FBI, federal government, the United States of America is sitting there saying, we can go into somebody's war, um, wallet, crypto wallet, and take money back, right? That's scary from that perspective, right? Because the things are using it for a reason. And they're using it for that decentralization. They're using it for, right, they're using it basically money laundering type, right? Yep. So if the government says that they can do that, now everyone that's speculating or or promoting blockchain, they lose that big, big, big luster off of saying that, right? Off of saying it's decentralized. The government can't do what you're saying. Yeah, listen, um, somebody got devoed like the old movie Friday, right? <laughs> Where the guy said, you know, that's my Bitcoin, punk. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, Bitcoin. So that Bitcoin now belonged to Debo, belonged to Darkside. And now what you're saying is Big Brother came along and sat there and say, I'm reaching in and I'm snatching it back because it belonged to me. And again, whether it was gotten by illegal means or legal means, right? We're talking about a, a, a system that's supposed to be completely decentralized. That's why criminals gravitate to it, right? And if they can do that, it really devalues that cryptocurrency that's why yeah. I, I i need to understand like what you said earlier like why at the end of the day why are they notifying and saying that they can do this it's given it might give people false hope small businesses and everything yeah. like that and i read um lately because of this and it, because it's being so hot with all the ransomwares besides the pipeline the the you know ea ea got a yeah, but yeah ea the, sports the meat, the meat industry thing it ends up being again this is four to five million dollars, but Darkside got something like 60 to 70 a year before. So yep. what other companies do we not know about? Do we only know about this one because it's critical infrastructure? That's right. So so it turns around and you see where they said they said last year it was about 300 million dollars in ransomware that went through 
cryptocurrency and it, and 50%, almost 50% of that, I think it was 47%, went to only around 20 wallets, mm -hmm. right? So 20 wallets. So if the United States of America can do this for what Darkseid's wallet or whatever it is, so it starts making you think like, I, 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 that's why I said, I need to know more what's going on here. It's intriguing to, to find out. And, and I think it's it's uh, posturing, et cetera. It could be for stuff. I think there's a summit being held, right? Um, tomorrow with Biden and, and, and Putin. And, you know, uh, we're making a lot of accusations that Russia's around. Uh, I mean, Russia's behind a lot of these. So we'll see. Well, it's, it's, it's like I've said before, uh, and, and a friend of mine at the Kansas City InfraGuard used this phrase, is you may not be the target of a nation state attackers, but you're certainly the target of attackers with nation state tools. Because so many of the other countries, they use these guys uh, as, you know, as agents because they have the skill set. So they get hired as contractors and they're employed with nation state funding and tools. And they learn the craft differently from a nation state side. Well, when their contract's up, what are they going to do? They're hackers. So they take what they learned. And they apply it to their private life, <laughs> definitely. You know, yeah. to the groups that they're members of, and they have access to these things. They have access to tools that that most other people aren't going to have, and th that happens in countries where there there aren't pension plans, there aren't four hundred one ks. When people in these career paths retire, well, what else are they going to do? <laughs> yep. You don't retire from from you know some of these states these countries you don't retire from the government with a huge pension plan you're not taking care of for the rest of your life uh, so they got to find a way to make a living and they can make a good living doing this stuff so sean i, I agree wholeheartedly and let's think about it let's put our business mindsets on right <laughs> and and exactly what you described right there's no pension plan there's you know high poverty there's this it's whatever we want to even if they just want to be bad guys right yeah. Some people to quote batman you know what I'm trying to say? Some people just, they don't have, they just want to see the world burn, right? There's yep. just some people like that, right? So if even if you put it that way, last year, $350 million was paid in ransoms. Yeah. That $350 million in revenue for any organization, I believe in America would at least put you in the Fortune 1000, <laughs> right? So this stuff, this stuff is a business, right? And then it is. to top it off, what you just said, Sean, is spot on. I was I was reading and, and a buddy of mine was talking about it where he gave a scenario as far as if, if you had a business, a franchise that you could get into with zero into it, right? And all you got to do is you get the tools provided to you like franchises, right? They'll give yep. you all the burgers. They'll give you the signage. They'll do the marketing for you, right? Yep. And, and you sit there and all you got to do is re return 30% of your stuff, kick it back up, right? Would you do it? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's this ransomware as a service that's yep. happening in other countries, right? Yep. So it's like, wow. Absolutely. And, and it's not illegal and there's no extradition treaty. And guess what? They're, like you said, it may not be a state actor, but North Korea, you think North Korea is gonna bother somebody if they sit in there hacking Sony or whatever like that? We're gonna sit there and say, oh, you did that? You did that with our tools? Oh. Good job, bro. Keep it, keep it. We made the West look bad. Yeah, we made, made them look, them look bad. bad. Yep. Hey, where's our cut? Oh, here's our cut. Oh, great. You know, thanks. You know, your country salutes you, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's not all bad, though, Will. 
I mean, for the small and mid-sized businesses, it's not all bad. It's not all dark side. It's not all uh, doom and gloom. There are opportunities for them to oh, do yeah. the things and to protect themselves. You know, they're, they don't have uh, deep pockets, but they do have pockets. And really, many times, that's what these ransomware guys want, is they just want cash. However much you've got, they want it. Um, and so, you know, it's important for these companies to know their risks, to understand their risks, and to have uh, people like us come yep. in and help them understand the risks in an area of their business they don't understand. They can look at it, their business and understand the risks, physical risks to the building, to the company, to the employees. They can look at the market that they're in and understand the risks that they're in from co competition or supply chain from other vendors. But many times they don't understand the technical side. They don't understand the IT side. And um, they really need people like us and to help them understand the risks and ask the questions and be able to answer the tough questions from people like us about the risk. You know, don't be embarrassed about answering things with an I don't know. Yeah. You know, part of our job, part of our, your job as a CISO is helping the C-suite understand the things that they, they don't know. Know what you don't know. Learn what you don't know. And much like our job is be able to go in and, and help people understand what their infrastructure looks like, what their IT looks like, and what the risks are to the company and how to mitigate those risks. Exactly. So, you know, that's, and it's, where, that's what puts NetSwitch at a great position, right? And, yeah. and to help organizations, right? Because organizations, they need this help, right? They need, they need to be able to understand, like you said, their risk, their risk position, how to mitigate those risks, right? How to build that walled garden higher and higher and higher to try to keep the bad guys out, right? And then even if they do, right, they do get in, right? How we can isolate, you know, and um, isolate, mitigate, you know what I'm saying, and remediate from that risk, including yep. some of the insurance services around that can sit right. there and protect it, right? Because the lifeblood of the organization, last thing we need is people to think, you know, what, what, not for them to forget, right? That's like, I'm going to use a Nightmare on Elm Street analogy here, right? If you, you know, if, if people aren't thinking about Freddy Cougar, he's not going to be in your dreams, right? He's not going <laughs> to have the power over you and everything like that. But we can't also, the flip side to that is is not want to go to sleep because we keep thinking about Freddy Cougar, right? So we keep thinking about hackers, hackers, hackers. We're hearing all that fear mongering. We're hearing all that stuff within the uh, news cycle and everything like that. What we need to do and what people need to do in small businesses, medium businesses, all businesses, right, is exactly what you're describing, Sean. Yeah. Is risk identification, mitigation strategies, making sure that they have a, a, a partner in place that can help, you know, where they can set it and forget it and make sure that they have the proper insurance coverages in place to be able to deal with a breach, a ransomware attack or some other cyber attack that we still don't know about that may come out two, three, four, five years from now. <laughs> Or back to the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Will, hey, I appreciate your time today. It's been great chatting with no you problem. again. And uh, if you have any questions about NetSwitch, you can reach us at netswitch.net. And if you have any questions for me specifically, you can reach me at Sean, S-E-A-N dot M at netswitch.net. Will, again, thanks for your time. We'll talk to everybody next week. Take care. Thanks.